I've chosen a perhaps somewhat disturbing image for the slides today. This fox with its fangs partly bared, the threatening look in its eye. You have heard in the gospel reading how Jesus refers to Herod as a fox, a fox who is intent on his prey, according to the Pharisees who come and speak to Jesus. And that prey is, of course, Jesus himself. Jesus faced many dangers in speaking out so boldly as he did. He, the Son of God, was not well-liked in his time on earth. He threatened many in his world, not directly as he is threatened by Herod, but by questioning and often condemning their beliefs and practices. The Pharisees were a frequent target, and we may ask why they seem to offer him a friendly warning in this passage. Is it friendly, or is it just as much their will as Herod's, that Jesus will just go away? Well, he doesn't just go away, not yet. He has his plan, God's plan, to fulfill, and he intends to do it. He answers the Pharisees to that effect. He will be preaching today and tomorrow and all the time he has on earth seeking to bring his people to the truth. He is set on moving toward Jerusalem, where his story will reach its climax. And so he sloughs off the warning and continues to focus on his mission. Throughout the gospel is an air of inevitability. God's plan will unfold as God wishes it to do. Each step is arranged and meant to take place. God's word is sent into the world, and it does not come back empty. Each step on the way is planned. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her that she will bear a baby who will be the son of God. A place is prepared for the birth, deliberately humble, as God has planned that his son will be a man of the people, not a God raised high above them. Jesus will walk the same paths, live the same lives that God's people do, and will share his life with them. His birth is announced to the lowest class of people. Shepherds were not well regarded in that society. Although they did what we would call today essential work. The circumstances of Jesus' birth set him up perfectly for the life that God planned him to lead. People who joined Jesus in his ministry, his disciples, were not clever or special in any way. They were ordinary men, but they answered his call without hesitation and stuck with him right up to his eventual arrest. Except for one, but Judas's betrayal was always part of the plan as well. Each person in Jesus's life played an essential part from Mary to Judas to Pilate to Herod, good or bad, it was ordained that they should act as they did. The final outcome was not in doubt. It was essential for Jesus to play his part through to the end. And although being human, he had some doubts, he did not avoid or stray from the path laid out for him. Now all this you know, but I emphasize it because I think we need to hear this message today 
that God is in charge and that events in the world will eventually turn out as God plans. When it all seems like chaos, that is the moment that we most need faith. When it seems as though conflict has become the norm, that is when we must remember that we are all God's people. When despair seems the only possible reaction to the news of the world, that is when we must remember that our God is a God of hope. Trust in God. Now, Friday evening, I was driving through the park towards the city center, and looking to the east, I saw the bottom arc of a huge rainbow in the sky. Did any of you see it? Friday night, it was glorious. It was just at twilight, and the sky was that warm gray you see when the clouds are still picking up the last yellow light from the setting sun. The color of the sky and the yellows and greens of the trees in the park were so beautiful together. And then the green and red and the rainbow topped it all off. I thought of Genesis and God's promise that he would never again send floodwaters to destroy the world. As long as we see the rainbow in the sky, that promise will hold. And although the promise was specific to the flood, I believe that God's love for us is as endless as that covenant. Again and again we have sinned, and God has forgiven us. God will not abandon us in times of trouble. Like the disciples in Jerusalem, seeing their Savior go to the cross, we are not sure, we do not know what will happen. We look at the world with its wars and poverty, with its hunger and distress, and we fear for the future. But what we do have is the knowledge that our God is a caring God and will not abandon us. So as we anticipate the events of Holy Week, we remember God's great sacrifice for us, that we might live free and in peace in God's care. And as we move forward in this time and in this world, no matter how dark things may seem, we have a loving, ever-present God who knows each one of us and will care for all of us now and always. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay.